What the hell? My my sensory apparatus must be entirely fucked right now. formal surrender uh, as you know, one of the immutable laws of life is you don't get to pick your own nickname and for those uh, out of you out there who have tried you know it never works I was thinking uh, for the you know social distance between us and the amount of time I actually eavesdropped on this person the amount of time this pops, number of times this pops back into my head, and the level of annoyance it brings every time is an indelible. And I'm just going to start by telling you a little story about nicknames, and this is the legend of Maui Mike. So uh, not long ago, I was employed part-time at um, uh, a restaurant in the North Powers Corridor of Colorado Springs, and you know had some time to burn, and I walked over to a local pizza chain, Louie's Pizza. It's, they're all over the place. Um, it's cheap and gooey and, you know, the locals like it. And I'm sitting there eating a 10 inch pizza, you know, before shift. And this fellow walks in, not unlike many of the denizens of that zip code, pasty, nondescript, middle-aged man in shorts and a belt shaped like a bowling pin. And he's up, up at the counter and I ignored him until I keep hearing the phrase wrong answer coming from over the register. And he's asking this 19-year-old kid behind the register about all this custom stuff, or do you have that? And they'd say something, and he'd go, wrong answer. And I thought that he was like maybe being really hostile, but it turned out he was trying to do his version of fun and snarky. And then I realized that he's one of those people whose sole strategy in life is to maneuver strangers into discussions of how wealthy he is. Because it's not long after that, I'm sitting at my table, and and he's name dropping, of course, because he's a big. He wants people to know he's a big wheel. I know the owner of Louis. Like this kid fucking cares, and he's just going on and on. And then, apropos of nothing, they call me Maui Mike. And because nobody cared, he followed up because I have a second home in Maui. And then. Next thing you know, he's scrolling through phone pics, showing this kid pictures of sea life because they call me Maui Mike. And then I watched him repeat the whole thing with the manager. He must have kind of known him because soon they're sitting at the table and he's running the exact same routine. They call me Maui Mike, blah, blah, blah. He's also on the board of a, a country club somewhere, which he took the thing to mention. And this manager is playing a I, I remember the exchange. Well, you must be a millionaire. And he goes, time seven, with this big, satisfied look on his face. I'm, I'm like, I bet they don't call you Maui Mike. I know you desperately want to be called Maui Mike. You sweaty globule. I bet you it's moron Mike when you're out of the room. So for the longest time, I thought it was cute to switch up my nickname for the show. The main ingredient great unclean one, the franchise, etc., etc. But 
the fact is I have been given a nickname and it's sticking from this point on. I'm, and this, so uh, Tweak and Shell, who moved on, not, you know, several episodes ago, uh, kind of hung this one on me and it stuck. I am Drunkle. This is Drunkle. I'm the host of the show. So Tweak, Shell, although you're no longer with us, you have a legacy. You, you hung a nickname on me. This is Drunkle. This show is the Breakup Gaming Society, being hosted for the first time in our new headquarters at the Fortress Monastery in Southern Colorado. The days of the clubhouse are over. That's more vitriol I need to heap on Colorado Springs at a later episode, but one rant's enough for an intro, but I'm holding it down solo. Um, uh, Hurricane 75 was invited. Jean, a.k.a. He, She, Who Thirst was invited. El Pistolero was invited. Nobody could make it, but I still got a microphone and ego and the will to live, so we're going forward with it. If you've never been to this podcast before, I'm not going to take up a bunch of your time. We're going to talk about um, a drink of the week, a game of the week, and then a hip-hop track of the week in about five to seven-minute segments. Then that's it. And because I don't have anybody to to bounce off today, maybe maybe uh, things will be a little less verbose. We'll see. In any case, I'm Drunkle, thanking you for joining us, and we'll be back momentarily with Drink of the Week. Drink of the Week! Yes, it's me, Drunkle. Drinks of the Week. Why drinks? Well, because... I was at Costco, as I frequently am, and uh, they're already starting to lace the shelves with, hey, here's a big gift pack, and um, while I was disappointed not to see Espelon Reposado on offer anymore, I did see um, a four-pack of 375-milliliter Herradura flavors, four of them, to be exact, um, Ultra which we'll be trying first because I'm worth it. Then uh, Añejo, Reposado, and then the uh, the Silver. Hold on a sec. Yeah, the Silver, which... Silver is Spanish for that's the worst one. So I'm going to um, try them all in succession, starting with you know the best one while my palate's fresh. I'm doing also Drink of the Week as my first segment because if I do... What I have a mind to do, or what I had a mind to do earlier in the day, I would be senseless even before I tried to record the first one. So, here we go. Um, we're going to p- put her down. This is Herradura Ultra. Let's see what we got. Crazy light. Crazy light. It's like, it's, it's like spun air. Wow, you could get in a lot of trouble with this. Um, it's got a little bite on the back end. Just the, it, not a lot of body, not a lot of, I think what they're going for here, because I'm not getting a, a ton of tip to the back of the tongue phases or experiences here, but oh my gosh, like it's, yeah, if this were any lighter, it would just be, it would just be air. Um, pretty nice. I, 
I'm going to drink some more of it, and we'll be back uh, in just a moment after I've cleared my palate with uh, the Herradura Añejo. Yes, I'd like to tag a little asterisk on the back of the Herradura, the Ultra there. Because, um, yeah, it, uh, I kind of got some late creeper flavors, probably owing to the fact that my taste buds probably just look like barnacles on the side of the Titanic and, you know, largely insensate. But um, got some uh, some late blooming kind of vanilla caramel things across that, but it was very subtle. And, it's, and and the headline from the, the Ultra is still, it's just crazy light. Um, you could get real fucked up real fast and <clears throat> before you knew what you were doing because it, it's almost like a deep rock water. We are now moving down the line to uh, have a nip of the Herdura Añejo. May you fight long and well. Shut the fuck. Right, never mind. There's nobody here. Just you and me. Hmm. Could be a, of co- of course, anything I say, grain of salt, because of, because of course I'm, with only a quick mouth rinse, trying one after the other here. Um. It is of course very light and very smooth, as you would expect a premium tequila to be. But I'm not getting a lot else, uh, a lot else from it. Again, maybe if it had its own stage, its own spotlight, and more chefs in our kitchen, and we'd have more impressions to glean from it instead of just one asshole in Southern Colorado knocking them down back to back with his limited knowledge and, and limited social circle. But the, yeah, um, right now, then yeah, it's nice. I'm, believe me, I'm going to f- finish this bottle. It's incredibly easy to drink, but not getting a ton from this right now. So there you go. That was the Añejo. We're going to be back with the Reposado. Okay, we're back with Herradura. Flavor three of four. This time, again, going down the refinement list, if you would. Um, Now that I'm sitting here looking at the pour, I'm not sure if I rinsed out my glass. So um, all these impressions are highly compromised. Um, It's it's just a it's a carnival of subjectivity over here. So um, we're gonna try it anyway. Here we go with Herradura Reposado. Hmm. Feeling that. Um. I. I. I don't know this, if this is because the previous two ones sort of cut a groove, and I'm a little deadened. But that's a really smooth reposado. Uh, if you like reposado with a little more bite, burn, and character, 
maybe you're kind of going, eh, but I'm like, I was expecting a rougher taste. Hold on. Let, let's, let's see here. Hold on. Delightful. I don't know what a fifth or a handle of that goes for, but uh, based on what I just experienced, I would pay it. Congratulations, Herradura Reposado. You just made the list of uh, hitting the sweet spot between quality and, and price, I think. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's wildly expensive for a Reposado. four of the Merry Fucking Christmas to me Uradura holiday tasting set <laughs> tasting um, I'm going to taste the shit out of this after this mic's off anyway uh, here we go last um, sample and quote unquote review of the session Uradura Silver may you fight long and well What the hell? My my sensory apparatus must be entirely fucked right now. God, that's a. I mean, some things labeled silver will have a, a lot of burn to them, or be kind of. I don't know what the word is. Tinny. This is. Hold on a second. What the fuck's going on here? That's a smooth silver. I'm really curious now to see uh, what a fifth of that goes for retail. Because if it's on or around 20, 25 bucks, it'd be a hell of a buy. I think I might like it better than Milagro Silver, which is one of my go-tos. So there you go. Four Herraduras. This is Drunkle saying, uh, may you fight long and well. That was drink of the week. Game of the Week! Hey, sorry, Mr. Call. Please leave a message and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks. You're a punk. Hi. Drunkle here. This is the Game of the Week segment for Breakup Gaming Society. Being that we're in a time of transition, uh, geographically, and uh, logistically, apparently, as some of my favorite cast members couldn't be here. And uh, I'm holding down the fort, so to speak, in a new location, several hours away from the, our previous clubhouse and recording locale. I thought I'd do sort of a little, a little review and a little look ahead, because we, uh, we cycled you know, through a lot of games in the past few weeks, and I've had a chance to sleep on it. I wanted to talk about four of them in brief. Um, we played uh, Jean introduced me to both Battlecon and Codex. Um, like Yu-Gi-Oh!, like Magic, like Pokemon, they're both in that family of games where uh, it's an, only a two-player game, a very intense thing where you have a deck of cards, usually customized, um, where you battle head-to-head. -head. And, um, and they 
build these families of cards out so you can try a lot of different strategies so that, you know, no matter how your deck deals, you should always have a handful of things that, you know, can bedevil your opponent. Um, Battle Con, it was a head-to-head game. Uh, I think it was a Kickstarter or a print or a print and play. That's one where you don't have to buy it. You could just print the pieces and, and play them. Um, that recreates in slower motion the old experience of you know Street Fighter Two. A bunch of nutty characters with special abilities to choose from, and you scroll back and forward, jumping and kicking. Except you have the luxury of taking several seconds to make a decision that in an arcade would you know should take you a tenth of a second. Um, neat game. Uh, they also showed us Codex, which is, I think, a Kickstarter game they bought. And Codex took the uh, traditional sort of um, custom fight-your-friend deck thing. And um, Codex, meaning the old, you know, that, that, that was the Latin term for what a book was, something with a spine and pages instead of a, like a big scroll. And uh, had a really neat mat that sort of walked you through how to play and as the game progressed, you got more options from the codex, meaning new characters and abilities to draw as the game as the game progressed. And you could sort of jigger your strategy on the fly, but from limited choices. I think there are a lot of people that have tried to improve on the magic model of, okay, there are 14 zillion cards. As a matter of fact, there are so many cards, some aren't legal anymore, or there are whole groups dedicated to just playing the a certain era of cards. And, and they try to get around that. They're both really neat games. And if you like Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, etc., you should try them. Um, however, I, you know, in retrospect, I've, I had to, I just, I don't care about them. Um, why? Theme. Uh, you know the montage part of a movie, you know, where they usually play an upbeat song and it's usually when the uh, protagonists are experiencing a string of successes and they com- compress it all into a, few seconds with a jumpy song and it's usually your cue that things are about to go south the thing is as an observer you get the you know you get to know what these characters are experiencing but when you're in your montage so to speak you never know until it's over it's all too short and that was the three plus years we played warhammer 40,000 conquest together um every time i sit down with jean and try to play one of the other head-to-head games I can only think about my only love of the genre, which was Conquest. Um, every time we sit down, I'm like, why aren't we playing Conquest? They're neat games. I just, I'm obsessed with my ex, so to speak, and I just don't care about them. However, I did get to experience it, and um, you did get to learn about some new games, so not without value. We also played a couple from my shelf, um, uh, Seki Gahara, The Unification of Japan, and uh, Ghost Stories, both Asian-themed games, but wildly different. Um, Seki Gahara is, again, only a two-player game. And I think of everything we've played this year, uh, I, based on, you know, uh, Jean and I played our first full game of it several episodes ago, it's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. It, it uses very sparse elements for a war game. War games typically in the past were gigantic cardboard-heavy affairs during which you'd be enmeshed in tables upon tables of unit movement stats, unit morale stats, range, cover, all these things to almost try to simulate, uh, you know, uh, you know, real or imagined battles. But in Sekigahara, the, the designer, 
I should know their name, but I don't, studied uh, this battle very carefully and sort of picked a very lean rule set to sort of bring out the uh, seesaw nature of the fight in a, in a very appealing way. It's beautiful, beautiful to look at. There's no big buildup. I mean, right from the very beginning, um, I've used this phrase before, it's, it's a knife fight in a phone booth. And, uh, and it's, it's a dance of blades. And uh, there's no turtling, there's no building up for a big swing. You start throwing and dodging right away and you can be in for some nasty surprises. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful game. I want to play it again. It's one of those ones I wish there was somebody who lived within five miles of here liked it as much as I did because it's one of those things where I would happily like have Thursday be Sekigahara night. Um, and we also, for the uh, second, uh, we also uh, tried Ghost Stories, which is a maximum four-player cooperative game. Um, might be set in China instead of Japan, but in any case, uh, up to four people can cooperate together as Taoist monks trying to stop uh, demons from overrunning a village. Like most good cooperative games, it's incredibly difficult, and um, we've haltingly played it and finally got through a whole game and yeah, we, I want to do it again. It's a neat game. God, it's it's brutal. So a quick look ahead, and and about also you know you know one of the things that makes a game again is not its rules or its art, but also its experience. Um, the one of the most famous and deservedly so uh, game blogs, you know game uh, media in the world is uh, the boys from a show called Shut Up and Sit Down, and um, they're brilliant. They're incisive and have a big international following. And um, they loved a game called Fox in the Forest. It was a card game. And I've, I've been gravitating towards simpler, faster games because I noticed, even though I like them, the heavier games, the drunker we get, don't get played. I've noticed sometimes we've set up a game and never even taken the first move and we have to kind of like fake it because all of a sudden it's like the janitorial staff is coming at dawn and we're still sitting, oh boy. Anyway. Um, so I've never played Fox in, Fox in the Forest. Apparently it was popular enough for the makers to ro roll out a variant called the Fox in the Forest Duet, in which uh, it's a trick-taking game, uh, like, you know, like, in the, like spades or even bridge, I think, or hearts, um, except you're playing with the person across the, the table, not against them. And uh, you're trapped in a, in, a in a magical forest that is shrinking, and you've got to harvest gems by cooperatively playing the most optimal card from your hands to harvest the gems. Otherwise, I guess if you don't get enough gems in time, you're sealed into the forest forever. So you have to work together. And um, I'm, I, I've not played it yet. I'm looking forward to it because I, I watched a couple of videos. Plus, you know, uh, I'm excited because I'm, I'm kind of thinking it's going to be me and Shosho's jam. Shosho, a.k.a. Uh, the Desert Flower, who you may meet on a future episode, was with me. When I bought it, and um, you know, we sort of looked at it, but you know, we ran out of time before our weekend was over, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of hoping it's going to be our jam. It, it looks it looks like a neat game, and I'll report back once we've had the chance to actually play the fucking thing. This is Drunkle. Um, next, we're going to do a track of the week. Thank you. Track of the week. Were you here with me? In this room now, we wouldn't be listening to 20-second snippets of this rapper and talking about it. I'd be playing 
eight tracks in a row, and we'd be fucking just wiling out. Because uh, the rapper is um, Vinny Paz, a.k.a. Louis Dogs, of Jedi Mind Tricks from Philadelphia. Also home to, uh, what, Schooly D, The Roots, Cash Money and Marvelous, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, Steady B, and uh, probably many others I can't th- think of at the moment. Hey, Philly. And, uh, you know, Vinny Paz is one of the, uh, I guess, patron saints of the brand. I identify with indie rappers uh, who, despite getting better and better and better every album, basically at the end of their career, don't have millions. Nobody knows who they are, but the right thousand people no, and uh, that—that's sort of what breakup gaming society is about. I don't—I don't care about the big, big podcasting platforms. I don't care about SEO. I just want the right thousand people to have fun with me and know that we did something special, which uh, Vinny Paz did. Um, fun resume. Uh, he's a pudgy. Um, guessing from his lyrics, troubled um, you know, Italian American. Uh, Muslim, former backpack rapper, become Mike Assassin. And uh, even when I don't like the production, and I know he's on it, I will listen to it, because his rhyme schemes are so, like, bolted on so tight, and his delivery is so cold, and actually as he as he ages, his voice gets hoarser and hoarser, it actually gives it more authority. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, this track is... I am the chaos by Vinny Paz. I set this motherfucker off like I'm a Bolshevik. I hold the toaster grip, reduce the quiet to a soloist. I load the clip and leave a hole in shit the size of boulders in. Patrol the vulture pit, I'm leaving marks in them like socialists. See, this the moment that you realize you just. It almost seems like a crime to pick just any bars from that. Um, but yeah, that was the first, first verse, which is incredible. <laughs> leaving marks in them like they're socialists. Oh, get it? Ha. And then I love, I love the chorus, cause especially because indie rappers have a chip on their shoulder about being very good and not being recognized. So one of my syncretic practices is to do a yoga body awareness thing coupled with Vinnie Paz ignorant shit. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll play this song in the morning. Um, every time I'm worried about the day or I think I'm not good enough or I'm worried about something... And I just stand there and I shift my awareness from my feet up through my shins, up through my nuts, my pelvis, my stomach. I just stand there in a flexing position while this chorus plays. I'm Vinny P, doggy, who the fuck is you? Pussy, who the fuck is you? Come on, who the fuck is you? Who the fuck is you? Who the fuck is you? Fuck out my way, papa, I'm coming through. my little get psyched routine. You don't have to run a playbook like the experts do. Your job is to figure out what works for you, use it, and move on. Much like uh, Genghis Khan did after he sacked that great northern Chinese dynasty. He burned it to the ground, killed everyone, even the pets. But 
he did keep the doctors because he liked the idea of having a medical corps. So um, the second verse of this, you honestly should just go listen to it. I, I'm going to play a short you know, clip from it here, but he, uh, his pen game and his delivery is so good, and it's basically one long gun check all wedded to one very effective rhyme scheme. Well, the work speaks for itself. Here you go. Parts attack, but the faces are recognizable. The weaponry is sizable, all of it modifiable. The doctor told my mother her child is certifiable. This Gucci lamb leather is terror, homie is diable. Serial number of money, they ain't classifiable. It's way too cold and the temperature ain't survivable. These hollow points, homie, the horror is indescribable. They think that I'm maniacal, mercenaries is glamorous. The desert eagle ain't even deadly, homie is cancerous. The rhyme annihilation, obliteration, calamitous. I took a vote to see if you pussy, it was unanimous. The motherfucker. There you go, Vinny Paz, Jedi Mind Tricks. Uh, oddly enough, one of one of my one of my heroes. There you go. Um, I am Drunkle. This has been the Breakup Gaming Society. I thank you for listening. Um, in future episodes, we're going to get some of the crew back in here, so you get to listen to somebody else besides me. And uh, until then, may you fight long and well.